0: Tired of conflict, drama, fighting and people problems? Are you ready to learn the simple skills to improve all your relationships and make them thrive? Well, it's easier than you think. Relationship Radio brings you practical advice to be your best and improve your life. We break down the complicated problems and make them simple and easy. And when you know better, you can do better. Here are master life coaches Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles. Welcome to Relationship Radio, where we make healthy relationships simple
1: and easy, so you can know better and do better. I'm Nicole Cunningham. And I'm Kim Giles. I'm pleased to have you back from Texas. I feel so bad. Last show, you were without me. That's okay. I got it through. I got through, but I'm glad that you're back. So we've got an interesting topic today, Kim. Um, Are you mature? Are you a mature adult, Kim?
2: (laughs) Okay, so I have to tell you, first of all, maturity has nothing to do with age. Have you noticed that? Isn't it true? Right. Isn't it true? It has nothing to do with age. Um, Years ago, I had a mentor, the amazing Dave Blanchard, and he often would say to his clients and coaches, I think all of us every morning need to look ourselves in the mirror and say, come on now, grow up, grow up. Because the reality is that we all have moments when our behavior is pretty immature.
1: It's so true. I was living with somebody a few years ago who would wake up every morning groaning, oh, 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 and just carry on like a pork chop for the first 10 minutes that she was awake. And she'd wake up and carry on. And I remember thinking you knew you were going to get up, like the, the day starts. And and I would have to listen to this. And I remember having a conversation with her going, do you not anticipate that, that tomorrow is going to be here? Because you grumble through the first 10 minutes of your day and I've got to listen to it.
2: Oh, it's ridiculous. And I think all of us have been in a store or a restaurant and seen someone throw a hissy fit because they didn't get their way. they The store wasn't giving them what they wanted. And, and you watch them and you think, Really? Are you three years old? Because this is ridiculously immature behavior.
1: Yeah, and, and it loses respect. That's the problem with that kind of behavior. Now, it's different if you find yourself in that situation and then maybe there's some embarrassment afterwards and you think, oh, I kind of carried on like a pork chop and I shouldn't have. You know, and I've done that occasionally with my kids, really, really lost it. But I haven't done it in public, thankfully. Not yet anyway.
2: Yeah, if you're going to make a fool of yourself, try not to do it in public. Try to do do it at least at home. I have to tell you, carry on like a pork chop has got to be one of my very favorite Australian terms that you use and you use it a lot. I remember when you first got here to America, I said to you, what the hell does that mean? carrying yeah. on like a pork chop. Well, there's two that I'll be. Are pork chops immature? Yeah. I don't know
1: where it comes from, but there's two things that we get told when we're children is don't chuck a wobbly and stop carrying on like a pork chop. Both are relevant to today's show because basically it means it's when you completely lose it and you're carrying on.
2: Yeah. You have a fit. Don't yeah.
1: you? Yeah. So how do we know when we're we're actually in a mature state and when we're not? Because it's most of the time, Kim, we, we observe this in others instead of actually have control and understand it for ourselves.
2: Okay. So one of my favorite things about the 12-shape system, and if, if you guys have actually been to our website and seen our cute little cartoon characters for each of the shapes... You probably didn't notice that there there's a line down the middle of each of those little guys. They have a dark side and a light side representing the two sides all of us have. The balanced where we're at our best and the unbalanced when we're at our worst. And the bottom line, I think, Nicole, is anytime you're unbalanced, your behavior is probably a little
1: immature. It's so true. And if you haven't seen it yet, I just want to throw a little story in there. And that is that I've actually had three meetings this week where when I showed the person their unbalanced state, it was met with a lot of immature behavior. It was, oh, no, I don't do that oh, no, 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 that doesn't fit me very well. And that's a sign of immaturity because ultimately if you can't see yourself accurately and you know, ultimately that that unbalanced state is you at your absolute worst. But one of the signs of maturity is actually being able to see your own bad behavior.
2: The reality is all of us have bad behavior. All of us have moments when we're not as mature as we would like to be. I don't care who you are or whether you see it accurately, I'm telling you, you have moments that your behavior is not good, not mature. So today I want to start out, I want to just talk about some immature behaviors that you can watch for in yourself. Okay, so the first one is, do you think, do you take things personally that aren't really about you? Do you make them about you when they're not about you? And I think all of us do
1: this to some degree. Yeah, this is really about projection, where you you feel responsible to either fix something or you actually you know take that insult. You're you're a little bit sensitive. And I think you're right. All of us have done this from time to time. And it's interesting to see who you do that with the most. Is it your spouse? Is it your children? You know, there's nothing like our family members to trigger us the most. Or does this happen at work? Does it happen with extended family? Okay, so let's give a couple examples.
2: Um, One of my favorites is a husband that comes home from work, stressed and grouchy. And he makes a, a critical comment about how messy the house is. And immediately, the wife takes that personally this was a personal insult you've now insulted me you've hurt my feelings you haven't treated me right and she can have a complete meltdown because she's made it all about her in reality we have to remember that all bad behavior is about their fears about themselves so when somebody else is behaving badly even your kids when they have a fit or make a big mess in the house it's not that they're trying to hurt you it's not personal right but as soon as we see it, we feel personally taken from because now we're going to have to spend our time and energy cleaning it. So even that, we we take these as personal insults or personal mistreatment when it's really not about us at all.
1: Now, there's some shapes who do do that and they then have the hissy fit or they carry on the poor chops. But then there's also the, the shapes that are more fear of failure dominant that have this this sign of of immature behavior but it doesn't always look like a meltdown they're just super sensitive and we're like that as arrows so arrows and and diamonds and and those ones who are a little bit more perfectionistic we may not have the meltdown because we keep it all in but it's still an immature thing to not see someone accurately and realize it's actually not about us
2: absolutely I I I really just feel like this is what all of us need to work on and be watching for all the time. So anytime you find yourself unbalanced and feeling offended or taken from, we could step back in that moment and ask myself, am I making this about me more than it needs to be? Um, We've done a lot of shows about boundaries and the tendency to be a little codependent, to think other people's happiness is my job, that I'm responsible for them being happy. And I think that's another way of making their behavior about you when it really isn't about you.
1: So again, we we might be doing that out of love, (laughs) but it's actually unhealthy. Either way, it's unhealthy. The next one is, do you feel jealous or threatened by other people's successes? Now I know that amongst women, there's such a culture that it's, you know, particularly in the corporate world, it's so competitive. You know, we want equal rights with men. And as a result, we coach a lot of women who there's a lot of really unhealthy gossip and unfair competition amongst women in the workplace as well. So, are you one of those people who's competitive or are you a gossiper? Do you put other people down because you feel threatened by other people doing well?
2: Yeah, we really want you to identify that as immature behavior because if you think back to being a kid, little kids do this all the time. They're watching for what's fair and what's not fair and maybe you love that one more than you love me. So this this jealous threatened by other people, it, it really started when we were little. I know one of my daughters... Every time I would tell the other daughter anything good, I would say, good job. You know, you did a good job on this or any compliment. The other daughter would say, well, what about me? You don't love me? Immediately. I mean, that just gets triggered that if someone else is getting praise or rewards or a better life, then that feels like it takes away something from us. It really doesn't. The world is abundant enough for all of us. If other people have wins and successes, that doesn't take away from you at all. But in our immature minds, we feel like it does.
1: Okay, so here's another Australian colloquialism for you that's specifically rent, relevant to this. And to all of the people in Australia who listen to our show, I know we've got so many people who follow it over there. You're going to get it for everyone else. I need to translate. And that is their sticky beaks. Okay.
2: Now, hold on. They're sticky beaks. Yeah, as in like Like a a bird, like
1: a bird. And our sticky beak. Now, this is a sticky beak experiences this kind of loss because they've got their noses in other people's lives. They live over the fence, right? So if, if you are a person who is competitive or feels intimidated by other people's success, ask yourself, have I got my nose where it doesn't belong? Stop being a sticky beak, get back into your life. There's nothing more empowering to to celebrate other people and then to get clear about what it is that you want, hungry for it and chase it. But you can only do that and build your own success if your head is in your own life and not in other people's.
2: I love it. Sticky beak. I'm gonna remember that. No, no, I also want to bring into this this whole thing of being threatened by other people or being jealous is a sign that we're not in trust. And and we talk about trusting life, trusting the universe, a higher power, that you are always getting the perfect classroom journey for you. And that often means you're not getting what somebody else got because what they need to learn is different from what you need to learn. So again, to help you kind of pull out of this and be more mature it would really help if you will... See the universe as a wise teacher that's on your side, that's conspiring to help you, and and you can't be jealous if you're already getting everything that's right for you and your journey.
1: Does that make sense? It does, but I know there's a lot of listeners who are listening to this going, but I don't want my journey. I don't like it. I don't like what's happening to me. I want to be in Bali on holiday like such and such has on their Facebook page. Now, there's a sign of maturity to actually be accountable for your own happiness and your own success. So, to not be triggered by that, to say, okay, let's make Bali happen.
2: Yeah, and get to work to create that change in your life but to spend any time and energy feeling robbed or jealous
1: you're living in that this negative state and it does you no good. It doesn't create any change. Now, the, the way that we coach people, Kim, to get out of this feeling of loss and to get back into trust is we've got to ask ourselves instead of why is this happening to me? We just change one little word. Why is this happening for me? So if you're listening to the show today and going, you know what? I'm disgruntled. I am that woman that's, that grumbles for the first 10 minutes of my day and I don't, I'm not exactly where I want to be. And you keep talking about trust and life is a classroom and I don't like it we want to say to you, why is this happening for you? What have you got to learn and grow and and to strengthen from your circumstances right now? Oh, these are so good.
2: Okay, so number one was don't take things personally and make them all about you. Number two is do you feel jealous or threatened by other people or can you celebrate their success and stay in trust? I think the third one is are you really personally responsible for your emotions And I think this that we're going to spend a while on this. This one's huge because out-of-control emotion is
1: so immature. So that can look like hysteria and tears. It can also look like anger. And just as equally, it can be shutting down. So it's not always that it has to involve a lot of drama because some shapes, like arrows, we don't do a lot of drama, but it doesn't mean that this one doesn't apply. Okay? So it comes down to... What is it that you are projecting onto others and this blame and shame game? Now, again, we see it in children a lot. I think around middle school age is when it really starts to come up. Um, We see it in young adults. We see it in teenagers. And we hold on to it as adults, too. So what is it that you're blaming someone else for? So some of the other behaviors that can be linked to this is, are you stuck in the story of the past? You know, that American term of, you know, do you keep telling those war stories? You know, oh, that happened to me. And oh, gosh, and when the divorce came through or that person. And robbed me of that money are you still stuck there and not taking responsibility for your emotions and moving forward or are you you win that blame and shame game because it gives you power is there a payoff Wow
2: uh, I, I noticed this in little kids again. That when they're behaving badly and we get on their case, one of the first places they will go is, but I can't help it. I'm I'm overwhelmed and I have too much going on and no one likes me and I feel bad for myself. And and we use this out-of-control emotion to justify behavior. And it's not just kids that do that. Adults, we do that. We have out-of-control emotions. Uh, I know there have been times when I've yelled at my kids and then later I've gone back to apologize and had to explain that I'm under a lot of stress about money and life and work. And yeah, I took that out on you guys. That wasn't right. And, and it's this out of control emotion that actually can make even our children lose respect for us. I, I know I watch parents who are out of control with emotions and their kids are rolling their eyes because they have no respect for for you when you're showing up that immature.
1: So what do we do instead? Because we know we know that that happens. So bottom line is is we've actually got to take responsibility for how we feel in every mo- every single moment. So yes, there's a lot of things in life that we can't control, but centering yourself and and feeling like more controlling around the things that you can control. Take action. Make some decisions is a big part of it. But then also make a choice to be peaceful even within the unrest and the stuff that you can't control.
2: Right. So we're really talking about being responsible for your emotional state because you can't control the things that happen to you, but you can control your reaction to those things and how distraught or angry or out of control you're going to get. You do have control over that. No, I know every time we write an article where we tell people that you have control over your emotions, we get some pushback because they
1: don't like that. They want emotions to be out of their control so that they're not responsible. Yeah, so this is what I love so much about the 12 shape relationship system because we can actually say, you know what, I flag it for, for other people, I'm sorry, I was unbalanced and that doesn't take away from your value. When you can use these terms of balanced and unbalanced, it doesn't mean that you're broken or that you you're you know, that you need to do all this really hard work. It just means, you know what, I'm having one of those days or I had one of those moments, my value is still the same. And being able to communicate that with the people that you love and the people that you live with really st- uh, saves that respect.
2: It does. So, Nicole, we've done whole radio shows on uh, processing emotions. And if people haven't heard those shows, they need to go back and listen to them. Because we we talk a lot about it's not healthy to suppress those emotions. But it's also sometimes not healthy to express them and blow them up and make them even bigger than they are because you're chucking a wobbly, right?
1: So there's some shapes that do that better. And I just want to draw that because that came up on the inner circle call this week. So circles, octagons, hearts, and stars are more likely to have that exaggerated, disproportionate response. And we spent a lot of time on the inner circle call this week talking about that for our members.
2: We did, especially how to help kids. So it, when you've got those out-of-control emotions, you need some procedure that you can follow to process the emotion. So we're not suppressing. We're not expressing. We're going to process it in a healthy way to get to a mature place where we can have a, a conscious response instead of an emotional reaction where we show up really immature
1: yeah so if you're listening to this show today and going okay already I'm being triggered I, I think I have some immature behavior I, I need some help doing it we would invite you to join our inner circle community all the information about that is at 12shapes.com and this is an opportunity to be coached by Kim and I every single week as well as a whole bunch of resources that we have in a locked away community vault just for our, for our members uh, it's super affordable it's, it's the cheapest way to be coached every single week Week by a life coach. It really is. So uh, check it out at 12shapes.com. All right, we
2: have to take a break. We have tons more great content for this show, so don't go anywhere. We'll be back with Kim and Nicole in a few minutes.
0: It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Are you a fan of Relationship Radio? Are you ready to take your relationships to the next level? Perhaps you are still struggling with relationships in your life or struggling with your self-confidence or some negative thinking. We can assist you. Our Shape Up coaching program is available to our listeners all over the world. We offer private one-on-one coaching, group coaching, and family group sessions where we teach you about your shapes and how to really strengthen, build, and nurture each of your relationships. Discover how to resolve conflict, how to overcome fear of confrontation, and really work on your self-esteem like never before. For information about your coaching options, or if you're interested in becoming a certified coach to work with Kim and Nicole, send us an email, info at 12shapes.com. Become a member of voiceamerica.com. It's easy, and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. You're listening to relationship radio to reach Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles or their guests today. Please call one 346 9141 That's one 346 9141 If you'd rather send an email, please send it to info at 12 shapes.com. Now back to relationship radio. Welcome back here with Nicole and Kim. We're
1: talking maturity today and how to be a mature adult. Now, Kim, I don't think this is something that I remember achieving. I don't remember it as a milestone, as in I hit a particular point in my life and I went, oh, I'm mature now, right? I think this evolves. I think I still catch myself having immature behavior, uh, particularly as a parent. It comes up a lot. So this is something I, I don't think we ever get that tick in the box with. This is something that we have to catch ourselves in and we've got to do the work to get out of it.
2: Yeah. Every once in a while, I see myself respond to a situation really maturely. And I'm like, look at what I did. I handled that. Right. And and you get a pat on the back. But there's a lot of other
1: times you look at how you oh, boy, that was pretty beneath me the way I reacted. So what do we do in that moment when we're feeling powerless, but we know that we're doing it?
2: Okay, (laughs) we got lots of procedures and
1: tips for this one. We do, we do. So let's get back into it.
2: Okay, so before the break, we were talking about not taking things personally, being responsible for your emotions. And what we really meant was no one can make you upset. You choose to be upset. The way you're thinking about the situation is making you upset. You cannot blame it on other people. You have to be responsible. Um, I think there's a whole other level of maturity, though, in being able to see your part of whatever the problem is. Because a lot of us, our our subconscious fear of not being good enough makes us overly focused on everybody else's fault and stuff. And, and we've seen a lot of people who are so completely blind to their part in the problem, they cannot see it. And I think it starts with a, a willingness to actually look at it and see it.
1: So this is something that we see a lot in parents as well, is that if we're doing a lot of enabling and we're doing a lot of mollycoddling to our kids, we're very, very likely to experience Adults and and young adults who don't actually realise, you know, they really think the sun shines out of their uh uh-uh. and as a result of that, then you know th- there is no way it could possibly be me. And we've seen this entitled parenting that's done, that then means to to entitled marriage, where well it's it's not about me. And and how many people do we see in our in our office every month who say, well, I'm here because I need you to fix that person. Right. This is an immature. Not only is it cruel and nasty, it is actually a sign of immaturity because you are 50 percent of every single one of your relationships. And so look at that from a parenting level and saying, you know what, am I holding these kids accountable to their stuff? Am I making them help around the house? Am I holding them accountable to their emotions now? Because if not, I'm setting them up for a big fall.
2: Now, Nicole, a lot of people come to us because they're having trouble in a marriage or a relationship to have us work with them. One of the things you and I insist on is that we don't let them come together because we found when they come together, all they do is point fingers at each other and try to get us to fix the other one. When you come by yourself, your job is to focus on what you need to do better or different Now, even without structured coaching in that way, that is basically what you need to focus on. You need to look at whatever this problem is, what could I do to improve or do better in
1: it? And I guarantee there's something there. So what we're really saying is that mature adults don't resist what is, but they actually understand that this is happening for me, I need to grow through this, I don't necessarily have to like it, but they have that perspective to see that there's a purpose and a meaning instead of just being resistant to the whole process and to any kind of feedback.
2: Yeah, you know, I also, my very favourite parenting book out there is The Conscious Parent. We've talked about that a lot before, but one of the most powerful parts of that book is getting parents when when I've got a problem with my child, this is my classroom. This problem is showing up so I can grow and learn. And when you see it as your class and you're focused on your own personal development, you show up very different than when you just think about correcting even a child's behavior.
1: Yeah, I absolutely love it because I think so many of us, it's easier to blame. Well, you know what that child, and particularly when it comes to step families, we hear this a lot with the blending families. Well, you know what she's being raised differently over at the other house and I don't have control over that. You know, no, in every one of your relationships and every emotion, you have to be accountable for your trigger and for your 50% in it. The next uh, tip that we have for you is around being offended. Now, a sign of maturity is realizing that you actually are choosing to be offended. Now, I know there's going to be a lot of squares and rectangles and crosses that go, no, 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 this happened to me. (laughs) Don't you tell me that I get to choose whether I'm offended or not because I've been mistreated. Something's happened and, and I'm the victim here.
2: And in that, what we're really saying is that we're powerless about what this is making me feel or experience. It's out of my control. And so in that place, you're a poor little victim who can't do anything to fix it. The problem is that, again... No one can make you upset. No one can make you offended. It's your thoughts about what happened that make you upset or offended. So we've got to step back and own our responsibility. And we do have a great worksheet on our website on 12shapes.com. If you find the the resources in the worksheet section, this this worksheet is called the to be or not to be offended. Worksheet. <laughs> it is a great tool for people that are struggling with this. And and I tell my clients, you're not allowed to say a single word to anybody when you get offended until you've filled that out. You got to fill that out. You got to have to step back and recognize that you've got two options here, and one is to be offended and and make this big, and dwell in the emotion, and and that's going to create a certain outcome. What does that look like? If you choose that behavior, what's that going to create in this relationship or in this family? Or what's your other option? And what would that create if you chose to not be offended and you chose a more mature way to process the emotion and and show up? Is that more likely to give you what you really want? The problem is that most of us never take the time to process through it. We just react in a moment. We hit it and we're done.
1: So this is gold. This is gold. This so far is, I think, the most powerful tip that we've shared today on today's show. Now, the reason why it's so powerful is this is exactly what happens in sibling rivalry, doesn't it? She did this. She took my makeup. And, you know, blah, 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 blah. There's always something there. Now, as parents, we react to it so quickly because it's noise that we don't want to have. It's conflict and drama that we don't want in the house. And we're very quickly to, you know, we choose one side right, which then reinforces that victim. She did that to me. and uh, Or we just punish both and we don't actually give our children the tools to process it. So the language is important. What you just said there is critical, which is, okay – This happened. I understand this happened. You feel mistreated. But what are you choosing right now? Are you going to choose to carry on like a pork chop for the next hour or are you going to choose to bury it and let it go and forgive her? And I have to do this so much with my girls, that we do so much of this language um, in our home, which is, okay, I'm sorry that it happened and she's apologized. Now, are you going to carry that chip on your shoulder for the rest of the day? And and if you are, then your consequences is you need to go away because we're having a family time and you're actually not going to ruin it. Or are you going to make a conscious choice? choice to no longer be offended it's over there's been an apology and move on so Nicole I had a
2: couple of years ago that I, re- I remember having them in my office and they both been offended by things that had happened long before I mean even like a couple of years before they came to see me and they came in my office and they spent the whole time just still suffering over this pain over these things in the past that happened And so one of the things we recommended they do was to get a jar. They were supposed to write on paper all of those offenses that they were holding on to from the past against their spouse. And they were both going to put those lists in the jar. And then I made them go out in the backyard and bury that sucker three feet down. And he's like, really, I have to dig a hole three feet? Yeah, three feet deep. Drop that in and then bury it, pack it in there. And this is the deal from now on you are not allowed to bring that stuff up ever again unless you'll first go out and dig up the jar. And if you are, if you are that upset that you're willing to go out and dig the three feet down and get the jar and bring it in the house, you can go ahead and bring that stuff up. But unless you do it, it's out of play from now on. There's a lot of us that are carrying the stuff that we've been carrying for years, these offenses. And it's not only poison that's taking away from the joy and peace in your life, but
1: it is extremely immature. Would you agree? I love this. I love this. And I think this is something that we can use as housekeeping in all of our relationships. Every few years, sit down in all of your relationships and go, you know what, we're just going to hash this out and be done with it and put it in a jar. But more importantly than that, that internal housekeeping for yourself and say, you know what, every six months I need to take inventory and say, you know what, am I actually punishing somebody? You know, because we hold on to that poison, it infects us, right? Or is there something that I'm not able to let go of? Because we see this. When we let go and we forgive, new energy and new life and new opportunity comes into our life. And and we work with so many people, Kim, who feel stuck, they really reach out to us because they say, you know, I just I can't find my way out of this repetitive behavior. And I think that's because we are the human behavior experts. People come to us and say, I've got a cycle. Help me get out. And a lot of it is the awareness. The second part of it is forgiveness. But without knowing that you're choosing to be offended and that's, that powers up to you, people don't feel powerful to change.
2: Oh, they sure don't. Um, you know, I, I was working on an article for our column for next week, and it it was about a, a lady wrote in who said she she overthinks all the time with all this fear about losing her loved ones, that her her parents or her siblings might die, and she's just got anxiety all the time around that. One of the things I want everybody to notice is when you are worked up and chucking a wobbly over stuff that one you have no control over, and two it may or may not even happen. Um, you you know you're wasting time and energy. This is towards something that it does you no good to be there. That, to me, would be another sign of sort of emotional immaturity if we're wasting time and energy on stuff that does us no good. we got to get out of that.
1: Okay, so there's going to be a lot of diamonds and a lot of stars um, and maybe even some arrows and some ovals who are going to be listening to this who are saying... I don't, I've never seen anxiety in that way. I've never, you know, I I live with anxiety. I feel overwhelmed and stressed by, by my life and about the future. I worry about things I don't have control of, but I haven't seen that as immature behavior. So that's an interesting piece because so many of us just accept that that's just part of life and this new fast pace. And I experience stress and overwhelm. Well, yeah, but you also hold control. Within that, And that's really, you know, the whole purpose of Relationship Radio is to teach people about why they do the things that they do. So if you are a person who has long suffered with anxiety, or maybe you just feel overwhelmed, there's too many wheels spinning right now, you hold far more power than what it is that you realize. And if you're giving that power away, then it is something that you, you need to step up into and it is a sign of immature behavior
2: okay so all those shapes can own that they have unbalanced behavior so what I want you to see today is that all unbalanced behavior is actually immature behavior and this is why it's behavior that others would lose respect for you if they watch you behave that way that makes it immature right and and the interesting thing that I think a lot of us as adults don't recognize is that children are even very aware when you're unbalanced They can tell that this is unbalanced behavior and that this isn't the behavior of a mature, fearless, brave, calm, peaceful adult. And that's really who we want to be. So at the end of the day, we're just talking about what we talk about on every show, which is how to get out of your unbalanced state, which is your number one
1: job right yeah so if you aren't aware of the shapes of who it is that you live with we do encourage you to go to 12shapes.com take the the quick little survey there and work out who it is that you're living with so that then you can be less offended by their unbalanced behavior okay so this is also that vicious circle we talk about when two people are unbalanced it creates the perfect storm in any relationship and that's where the conflict happens and that's where the suffering is now relationship radio is all about getting out of suffering so we have to study and really clearly identify somebody in our life who's carrying on like a pork chop is in fear it doesn't take away from their value it's yes we can we're calling it today immature behavior but it's coming from something that is real for them so being able to see that and step into a loving compassionate place to help them out of that instead of your immature behavior kicking in and then you choosing to be offended and it's their fault and all of that that's really what's going to change those family dynamics which i know so many people listen to this show to try to achieve yeah
2: Okay, so before we go to break, Nicole, there's one more question about is your behavior uh, mature? Do you look for solutions to problems or do you just complain about the problems? And I've always felt this way, like at work in a business or company, if you're just always complaining about the problem, but you have
1: no idea of the solution of what needs to happen, you're part of the problem. (laughs) <laughs> I love that. Or if you're in a situation where you just are choosing that victim mentality and saying, "Well, all of this stuff is happening to me," and and it, it, I can't fix any of it, and you continue to bang that drum. Guess what? That's immaturity.
2: It sure is. Yesterday, we had a fun day. Yesterday, we got to go do some training with the the nurses up at the University of Utah Hospital, and and we got into this a little bit, talking about some of this fear behavior and especially when someone has fear of failure they're very prone to complain and look for the bad in everything and everyone around them so they'll complain about the government and the school and the hospital and the institution they they become a, a fault finder everywhere because the more they can subconsciously focus on the bad in everybody else the less they have to look at it in in themselves
1: and just as equally for those shapes who are more fear of loss dominant their immature behavior comes around needing to control everything so there's a lot of squares and a lot of rhombuses and a lot of crosses and a lot of diamonds and a lot of octagons who need to control or micromanage not only themselves but other people around them now this is a sign of immaturity I'm And ultimately, everyone has their own journey. Our job is to live and let live and to show support and love to where other people are at. And if you find yourself getting into that controlling behavior where it's influencing someone else, that's an immature behavior as well that comes from fear of loss.
2: You know, actually, on our last few inner circle calls, we've had listeners who have have written in and, and said, I've been unbalanced all week. I'm completely in an unbalanced state again. And... You know, we, we, we talk a lot about how to get out. The reality is it's simple, but it does require a lot of practice. And you and I have been working on this for 15, 16 years,
1: right? We still have to practice it all the time, don't we? (laughs) We do, and that's really where those those shows that we've done, Human Behaviour 101, Human Behaviour 102, about those two core fears and how they lead unbalanced behaviour is really great to go back to. But also the inner circle community, having that weekly accountability, having the opportunity to be personally coached by you and I to actually see that unbalanced and know that it doesn't change your value, but but that awareness is everything because that's really the practice you're talking about, Kim.
2: It is and I have to tell you on a lot of those inner circle calls I'm I'm assigning these people like coaching homework it, it really does feel like a coaching session and and it's the only way in the world that a lot of people could do coaching with us for only $29 a month so guys if you don't know about the inner circle community please go to our website 12shapes.com and check it out there's so many resources that could help you to be in a balanced state every day and and every week Relieve that that.
1: yeah relieve that suffering because we do we get so many emails every week about people saying I understand the dynamics but it still hurts so it is the weekly work that needs to happen so join us for inner circle at 12shapes.com okay we've got to take another break but stay with us here on relationship radio you're with Nicole and Kim
0: It's your world, motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Are you a fan of relationship radio? Are you ready to take your relationships to the next level? Perhaps you are still struggling with relationships in your life or struggling with your self-confidence or some negative thinking. We can assist you. Our Shape Up coaching program is available to our listeners all over the world. We offer private one-on-one coaching, group coaching, and family group sessions where we teach you about your shapes and how to really strengthen, build, and nurture each of your relationships. Discover how to resolve conflict, how to overcome fear of confrontation, and really work on your self-esteem like never before. For information about your coaching options or if you're interested in becoming a certified coach to work with Kim and Nicole, send us an email, info at 12shapes.com. Now you don't
2: have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment.
0: You are listening to Relationship Radio. To reach Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles or their guest today, please call one 346 9141 That's one 346 9141 If you'd rather send an email, please send it to info at 12shapes.com. Now back to Relationship Radio.
1: Welcome back here with Nicole and Kim. Today, we're talking all things emotional maturity. Now, this in this last part of the show, we're going to give you 14 ways to strengthen your emotional and psychological maturity. So, for all those people who write to us and say, hey, I've got a little journal, now's the time to start making some notes. We're going to give you all the ways to be better and more mature in every one of your relationships. Okay. Number
2: one is practice a pause. And we were kind of talking about this before the break. That the the whole ball game is don't react without thinking it through, right? We we've got to practice pausing long enough to step back and saying, okay, what would a mature, wise, loving, in adult respond to this right and if you just pause long enough to ask yourself that question i guarantee you're going to show up a lot better than you would if you just let your subconscious programming go
1: yes so that first reaction that you have is always the trigger which will be your you in your unbalanced state so remember that first one is not the real you it's not the mature loving wise you it's the default from the subconscious program It's that unbalanced part of you so pause And then regather yourself and then make a choice, a conscious choice. Actually, how do I want to respond?
2: Okay. And actually, I have one other suggestion on that. Sit down and go through all your options. What are all the options I could have? And write down even the bad ones, all the, the immature reactions and then more mature reactions and really get an accounting of all of them and you'll know immediately which is
1: the right way to go. Okay, number two, remember we all have the same value. So, again, the only way that we can feel good about ourselves is if we give it to other people. So, stop judging. Get get your nose out of other people's lives. Stop being a sticky beak. Stop the criticism. Stop being that person who takes away from others because then you can reclaim your value. All of the 12 shapes, the reason we, we did the shapes, Kim, is because nobody. there's no more value in a circle than an octagon. Okay, so we all have the same value. We're all here trying to do our best to learn and grow through our journey. So drop the judgment so then you can feel good about yourself.
2: Okay, and also when you get criticized or you get offended by somebody, that's the moment to remind yourself there's nothing that that anyone can say to me or do to me that takes away from my value. I have the same value, so I'm bulletproof all the time. That will help you not get offended.
1: Number three, practice putting yourself in another person's shoes. Now, I have to say this is something that, you know, newly dating now, you know, in my 30s, the last few years where I've been single, I've really encountered this, that I have dated men that were not able to place themselves in my shoes, who were not empathetic. There was so much drama and carry on. There was so much victim stories. And we talk about this with a lot of our clients who are dating at this age. There's a matter of baggage, right? None of us are free from it. But if you are one of those people, whether you're... You're dating, whether whether you're just in relationships, and you actually can't step into someone else's shoes and show love and compassion, then you've really got to do some work around that because it's immature.
2: Yeah, I have to tell you, that's the number one thing people are looking for in in someone to date or marry is someone that's emotionally mature. Now, obviously, you have no control over other people. So focus on you being emotionally mature and you'll be a catch, right?
1: Yeah, I think that's so important. The next one, let go of your need to be right. Now, I want to talk to those shapes who are a little bit more sensitive to this. So you mean the ones that really have to be right all the time? Yeah. So I'm talking squares, crosses, rectangles. I'm talking triangles, rhombuses, and I'm talking octagons and diamonds. Now, these shapes are more likely they've got more investment in, well, you know what? You should just do this. You asked for my advice and I gave it to you. You should do it. You know what? We have to practice live and let live. We've got to get off our soapbox. Um, It's immature to need to win and have the last say in every single argument. So watch yourself in your unbalanced state, in your unbalanced, unhealthy behavior. Argue that person who is attached to being right. There's a great book. Do you want to be right or do you want to be married? I think there's a lot to be said about that.
2: There absolutely is. If this is an issue for you, bite your tongue and let the other person be right. It's a good practice. Okay, the next one is just be more flexible. And, and this is really big for people who like control too, like the diamonds and the squares, when they've got a set idea of how things should go and and the schedule we should be on and anybody throws it off, they tend to get into an unbalanced state and show up pretty immature.
1: So this has been our life the last eight weeks. We've really had to practice flexibility. Okay. You especially, right? Yeah. But ultimately, <laughs> yeah, my life has been hilarious the last eight weeks. But ultimately... have
2: had to be so flexible. But, I, but it impacts
1: our work life too so we've you've had to be very flexible within that as well and it's it's healthy it's it's terribly uncomfortable but having a sense of humor and just going well you know what i have a delusion that i have any control anyway so embrace that flexibility instead of being in the loss around not having that control it's it's an interesting classroom to to have to get experience that
2: it sure is to let go of your expectations and go with the flow But really good, mature practice to be able to do that. Okay, the next one, number six, is choose gratitude. And in any moment of your life, you could have things to complain or be bothered about. But you also have things you could be grateful for. So it's all about which you're going to focus on in every moment.
1: Now, on those bad days where you're unbalanced, you're going to need to reach for it constantly. So if you have to be accountable and set an alarm on your phone every five minutes, remember to choose gratitude. Today, I'm choosing not to complain. I'm not going to be that that naysayer. I'm not going to be that negative woman in the room. If you've got to do that, do it. Sometimes it's hard.
2: You know, I've got a, a very sweet friend who is um, in her later years of life, and she's in terrible, terrible pain right now with some horrible health problems. And and she is somebody that could be complaining all day long. And that amazing woman is just constantly focused on what's right in her life and how grateful she is for her blessings. That is maturity. That is really maturity. It's also
1: admirable. It? We want to be around people like that, don't we? Yeah,
2: you respect them. Yeah. Now, along with that is our next one, to be quick to apologize when you behave badly. And I can't believe how many shapes struggle with apologizing. I mean, there's, there's shapes that their families tell us. I've never heard her ever admit
1: that she's been wrong about anything. And then the flip side of that is we're seeing in our our inner circle community that because they're realizing that all their unbalanced behavior doesn't take away from their value, they're getting all kinds of wonderful feedback from their families saying, you know what, I really appreciated that apology. And, you know, I felt like that was an overdue apology. So I really do appreciate it.
2: Now, I'm going to throw this one on its head a little bit. We've also got shapes that
1: apologize too much. And it's a sign of immaturity. Can you speak to that? Yeah. So I'm going to talk about us actually because <laughs> arrows are the worst okay at it and but we also see it in circles we see it in um hearts we see it ovals, ovals all of those shapes that are attached to people pleasing and other people being happy to, with them which means we're sensitive to judgment and criticism our default is sorry I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. And we take that on when a lot of the times it's not ours to take on and we need to put that healthy boundary. So if you are one of those shapes and and people have commented because I know that I get that feedback all the time, you say sorry all the time. Yeah, I do. Because on some level I'm trying to cover up and I don't want you to criticize me. But it's a sign of immaturity.
2: It definitely is. Okay, our next one is work on your self-esteem and how you value yourself. There's probably nothing bigger that you could do to improve your emotional maturity than to work on your self-esteem and really lock in your belief that your value can't change and that you're literally bulletproof all the time because no matter what you do, you're going to have the same value as everybody else.
1: Now we use bulletproof a lot. That's a relationship radio word that we use and we use it in our coaching program as well. I just want to take a moment to explain what that means. That means that no matter what happens in your life, you know that you're safe and you can trust that it's part of your journey. It's here to serve you. It's going to strengthen you. It's going to enable you to grow and that ultimately doesn't change your value so if you are not there or you're working your way to being bulletproof please go back to listen to those shows because we get into a lot of that detail To um human behavior 101 human behavior 102 the episodes of relationship radio
2: oh that's great advice nicole okay the next one is to be committed to personal growth and i think this is so mature when i see people who are, are very open, recognizing that they, ha- they can learn more. There's more to learn. And, and I need to constantly be improving myself and learning new things and trying to be a better version of myself. We run into a lot of people who tell me, well, my spouse won't come in for coaching because they absolutely refuse to get any coaching whatsoever. I actually see that as fear-driven behavior that's a sign of immaturity that they feel like asking for help or
1: getting help would be a sign of weakness. I think it's a sign of strength. I agree. And just as equally, those people who say, oh, yeah, I'm totally into to self-development. You know, I, I've got 10 books next to your bed, my bedside table. Yeah, great, but do you read them <laughs> and do you actually practice them? I had a rule in my twenties because I was becoming such a junkie, a self-help junkie, that I would not buy another book until I'd actually lived and implemented the practices of the book I was currently reading. Because it's all very glamorous and it looks good. Oh yeah, I've you know, I've read this and Eckhart told this and hay house this, da da da. Okay, but your life's not changing. So Maybe check in with yourself and say, yeah, am I actually implementing stuff? Even on relationship radio, I listen every week, but I'm actually doing the work.
2: Well, and that's where coaching is so valuable because you really need weekly accountability to somebody that this is what I'm doing and working on. And if and if you can't afford to hire a coach, do the inner circle because I give you a little bits of homework that you have to come back next week and show me you've worked on that. And And that process can be so helpful in that personal development.
1: All right, love this next one. Handle disappointments with grace. Now, not a lot of us do this, okay? We We experience a car crash on the freeway or we're late for a meeting and it's not always graceful. It's barely ever graceful. What about the last time you got pulled over by a cop? I bet it wasn't graceful. Things are going to happen in your life that you don't have control over and you are going to experience disappointment. There are so many things in which life can let us down because of our unrealistic expectations every day. So check in. The only way to suffer less from disappointment is to have less expectations.
2: You know, you have been doing this really well this week. Thank Thank you. You moved moved to a new house, and you thought, all my problems are over. And it has been so many problems. It's been unreal. And you and I have talked a lot about what an interesting lesson it is when that many things go wrong. I mean, you can have a few things go wrong and, and try to handle the disappointment with grace. But when more and more and more is added on it. You really had a stretch. I was really proud of you.
1: Yeah, it got to the point where I just had to laugh because I, I was going to cry, you know. Sometimes we have to be pushed to that point. But there's something graceful. And also I, the thing that has really got me through this week with, in the face of all of this stuff is what are my children watching? Because I need to handle disappointments with grace if I ever want them to be resilient and be able to handle loss and disappointment in their life.
2: Oh, that was so mature that's so mature to be able to focus on what what am i teaching my children through my behavior.
1: Wow. Yeah, cuz you, otherwise i have just I'm just got to fix that again later with more parenting and that's hard work.
2: Totally, <laughs> totally. So that goes into our next one which is to be more personally responsible. So whatever situation you're experiencing in your life, you are playing a role in it, right? That we we talked about this a little bit earlier that As soon as you own responsibility, you also own power. If you are responsible for causing some of it, you also have the power to change it and fix
1: it. So that's a a very big one. Okay. The next one, be a thinker, not a reactor. Okay. So again, we talked about that default is the trigger. Think your way through things, raise from the emotion into the mind, find some intelligence and then go back to the heart and move forward with love and grace.
2: Okay. Yeah. We're hitting these last ones really quick. Uh, practice basing your behavior on principles, not emotions. And th- and that this one is a little bit tricky and a, a little bit complicated. But as you said before, whatever your reaction, the immediate behavior that just comes out naturally with no thought is probably unbalanced and based on emotion, not based in principles of gratitude and wisdom and, and the way you really want to show up.
1: The final one before we finish the show is create new healthy policies and procedures. Now, what we mean by that is new habits. Make a decision. Who do you want to be? Do you want to be that mature, loving, wise adult who your children can look up to that no matter what happens, you just move through with grace, you're open to learning and you're just trusting that you're exactly where you're meant to be? Or are you the one who's carrying on like a pork chop, who's losing the respect of your kids? Make a decision what kind of adult you want to be.
2: So, you know, we haven't ever mentioned on the radio show my original book, Choosing Clarity. I'm I'm just going to throw that out there today because at the end of every chapter, you have to write a new policy and procedure for how you're going to handle some aspect of your life moving forward. If you guys haven't read that, you really should. Uh, don't think yeah I assistant. completely agree
1: I love that um, and I say it's like the monopoly don't pass go don't collect $200 okay so you don't go on to the next chapter until you've actually done that homework I love it it's a great resource um, and it's available on our website 12shapes.com yeah or
2: Amazon
1: yeah or Amazon yeah okay well, it's been a fun show. I hope that this is going to be one that gr- brings a lot of value. All of our shows and our topics come from our interaction with you as our listeners. So please continue to email us, us at info at 12shapes.com. And if you haven't uh, learned about our inner circle community, we do welcome you to come and, and learn about it. It is just a fantastic way to be accountable and to really change your life with the principles we share here on Relationship Radio.
2: Yeah, so much cheaper than than getting a life coach one-on-one. So It should be a no-brainer. If you love Relationship Radio, you got to be part of our inner circle.
1: Okay. Well, thanks again for joining us here on Relationship Radio. And join us again next week for more relationship skills and advice so you can know better and do better.
0: Thank you for being a part of Relationship Radio. We hope you've not only received some great ideas to improve the relationships in your life, but we'll join Master Coaches Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles again next Thursday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we meet again, have a wonderful week.